Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Peace and love, everybody. Again, thank you for chiming in. This is Queen of Fee founder of Domestic Violence Wiz Mini Tags. We are here in the classroom on the abuser side education uh, discussing the mini tags of domestic violence, which is verbal, emotional, financial abuse, sexual abuse, and physical abuse. We're having dinner table conversations about the hard topics because we need to. We need to. We have to. If we're going to call ourselves family and, you know, Communicating effectively, we need to talk about hard topic, hard topic conversation. Okay, be it whether you intimate partner, mommy and daddy, girlfriend and boyfriend, teen relationship, or family, family relationships overall, just being able to communicate those hard topics when it comes to the abuser side education. Okay. Now, students, you may think about this as a warning sign, okay? And it starts off really, really young. We're going to talk about jealousy, okay? Because we have a lot of, you know, brothers and sisters that go through that jealousy piece being a warning sign. You know, and I heard a student one time tell me, one of my students, that, um, but Kenley Senior High School, she said that um, I can't I be jealous as long as it doesn't escalate, you know. And I looked at her and I was like, "Whoa, can you ask that question again?" So she said something like, "Can I be jealous as long as no, as long as it don't escalate?" I think what she was trying to say is like. You can keep jealousy at a minimal level. Like it's not going to escalate and become and become something bad when we talk about the word jealousy. Remember now, we educating on verbal abuse versus effective communication tonight. We are educating on the warning signs of an abusive personality, be it a woman, man, teen, boy, or girl. It don't matter. All of us is going to have some feelings of jealousy, okay, of jealous, of being jealous towards another person or being jealous because, you know, she lost the weight and I couldn't. Being jealous because um, his hair grows out thicker than mine. You know, it's different reasons why we experience the word jealousy, but the dictionary word, the, the word that is coded in the dictionary, you know, the definition don't change. It does not change, okay? And so to answer my students' question at McKinley Senior High School, it's just no way to keep a tab on jealousy unless you know the word, you know the meaning, 
you can identify with the word in you and your behavior being jealous of something or somebody or some situation, you know, she got an A on her test and I got a B on mine. Some girls and some young boys do not tolerate B. Like, and they can get jealous real quick because that other student got the A. And they feel like they should have gotten that. So right in that moment, what's the feeling? What's one of the feelings that you're going to feel? You're going to feel jealousy. You're you're just going to feel it. Like it it is a feeling. It is um showing envy of someone on their achievements and advantages and advantages. Okay, so that would be like again, school success, anything that's like that's going to grow your success. If somebody else supersedes you, like, you're going to feel jealous. Come on now, be real. Be real with yourself. Be real in the classroom. Be real at home at your dinner table. You know, it's some. It's a warning sign, and it's something that we need to embrace. It's a word that we really need to embrace. It's a word that we really need to get to know because it could flare up in us and escalate us to hurting somebody or hurting ourselves. Because jealousy can also make somebody feel like they're not good enough, you see. So um, another definition is feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in relationships. So what's that part right there? The unfaithfulness. See, jealousy is a word that, sucks you in like it's it's an authoritative feeling like it can bring on you feeling insecure it can bring on you not trusting nobody it can bring on doubt and one of the biggest things that stick out is doubt because the person is doubting their self and their abilities to do better to be better to think better to speak better when somebody else doing that, that person gets jealous because it's like, oh, I wish I didn't doubt myself so much. It's like, I wish I could feel the way they feel about themselves. See, jealousy is not a word to play with. It is a word to embrace and get to know. And when those feelings come up in us, we know the exact word what it is. And you can admit it. You can say, oh, I was feeling jealous for a moment. You can feel jealous for a moment, but it can't take you all the way to where you're ready to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else. Now it's a jealousy that's out of control. Jealousy is a real feeling. I mean, every woman, every man, past, present, future, has felt the feeling of jealousy. But it becomes a warning sign. It becomes really dangerous when it just consumes our thoughts and our feelings. And we can't be honest about what it is that we really feel about, you know, or what it is we really feel about that person. We can't be honest and say that I'm jealous. We can't be honest and say that because who wants to be jealous? Like who in the world wants to be linked to jealousy? And especially, like, out in the open, like, 
Who wants to be linked to jealousy? Nobody does for real. Because most people know that this word can get you into a lot of trouble, and it does get people into a lot of trouble. But I tell you one thing, the best thing that we can do for ourselves is be real about the word jealousy and know our definitions to the word jealousy. And so that way when jealousy comes up, you're able to talk yourself down and say, hey, I was jealous for a moment, but I'm good. Only for a moment. Only for a moment. And that really should be feelings of jealousy should really be maintained. It should really be maintained. Like you can't just go around getting jealous over everything. Every little thing is a jealous thought. That's going to hurt you, and that's going to end up hurting somebody else. Like that's not going to be good. Okay, that's why it's good to, at the dinner table, be able to pull words out like jealousy and talk about them at the dinner table. Talk about the feeling that it makes you feel. So that way when jealousy comes up again and you're not at home and you see jealousy somewhere else and you're feeling some kind of way, you know, and jealousy becomes you in that moment, you're able to talk yourself down and say, look, I was jealous for a moment, but I'm about to regroup and get myself together. See? So to answer, I don't know if I answered the question of my student, but again, to answer the question of my student at McKinney Senior High School, um, she said, is it okay? She was basically saying jealousy is okay. It's okay to, like, be jealous of somebody. All right. And I'm not going to say it's okay to be jealous of somebody in excessive thought. See? And in which the context, content that we was using jealousy, it was for a relationship, like an intimate partner relationship, a girlfriend and boyfriend relationship. We was branched. You know, she decided to say that it's okay to be jealous. You know, um, for a moment, for a very, 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 very small moment. Always tell students, look, if you're feeling jealous, you feel some kind of way, call me up. Because we need to talk that jealousy feeling down. Because I'm going to need you to think straight. I'm going to need you to embrace that word. I'm going to need you to understand what that word means. Okay? And I'm going to need you to identify with that word with your feelings. So that way you can talk yourself down and say, okay, that was for a moment. Now I'm moving on to something else. But you cannot go around getting jealous of anything and everybody. You cannot do that because it's going to hurt you and then it's going to hurt somebody else. You see what I mean? In the parent-child relationship, we have a lot of we have a lot of parents that are jealous of their children, you know. And no, nah, they're not gonna say it, but it's a real feeling. And sometimes, you know, it's done in access to the children, so the children end up getting treated bad because there's that there's that word of jealousy that's you know could be hindering the relationship of growth, you know. So um. We gotta we gotta get better at knowing our words and being able to be honest and be open and be open and be truthful about our words. Okay. Let me shoot for one more word. I wanna throw out there and if you got any questions or comments, I'm gonna open the line back up. Um, but I wanna throw another warning sign out there. Another warning sign is gonna be what? Isolation. You know. And when we talk about isolation as far as 
parent-child relationship, the child isolates themselves from being able to speak, like like I mentioned before, from being able to speak their real truth about whatever it is that they're feeling. It does not matter, good or bad. That child should not feel isolated inside and feel like they got to keep everything inside, feel like they have to soak up their their not their um negative feelings or those feelings of um jealousy or those feelings of isolation. Like children or young people should not feel closed in about these words. So, I mean, the same way we open up the door for the child to talk about uh joy, that's the same way we should open up the door for our young people to be able to talk about jealousy and isolation. Okay, so is is we want to be fair all the way across the board when it comes to us helping our children learn how to be um, effective communicators, come out of verbal abuse, and really start moving them into an effective um, communication spectrum of their life. And we can start doing this as young as two and three and four and five years old. We don't wait till they get older to give them the words that they need. We we start planting those words. We start identifying, filling the words with them when they're young. You see what I mean? So it's just when you isolated, you feel rejected. You feel infectious. Like you feel closed in. You feel like you need to cover up. You know, you feel like you don't have anyone who can really identify with the feelings of isolation. So isolation is going to make you feel alone because that's what the word means. <laughs> I mean, if you look your word up in the dictionary, look what it says it means. Uh, the condition of being. It's a condition of being. So the being is inside. The being of us inside is isolated because we don't have the words that we need to be able to express those feelings that we feel. And we don't have parents or annual caretakers, loved ones at that dinner table who allow us to to express our being of isolation or our feeling of jealousy. You know, and the bully always want to keep you isolated. Like the bully will tell you, if you tell anybody that, I took your money or I called you dumb, I called you stupid, I'm going to black both of your eyes. I'm going to pull your hair out. I'm going to throw juice in your face. You know, what are those things that that bully or abuser is telling you to keep you isolated so that you don't get to share what it is that you feel with somebody? See? It's a state of being. It's meant to keep you closed in. It's not just like I'm isolated in a room because the door is shut and the windows are out. I mean, the door is shut and there's no windows in here and it's dark. That's how you feel inside. When you're when you being isolated by somebody or something, that's how you feel inside of you. Because isolation is a state of being. 
and it's somebody inflicting an isolated state upon you, you see. And so once we soak that in, the bully feel like I got you around my finger. I can wrap you around my finger, and I know you're not going to tell nobody. I know you're going to keep my secret of me isolating you. And you know something else? Some of our young people isolate so bad that it started to bring on other mental illness in them, like we talked about before, depression, you know, the negative thoughts, the negative feelings, the not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel. See, we gotta we gotta be open and talk about talk at the dinner table about what's really going on. Okay? Students, do you have any questions or comments for jealousy and or isolation? I do. Okay, go ahead, Boo. Um, I want to talk about jealousy. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to tell some of my friends that because that is totally true about all the stuff you said about jealousy because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of people that be hating or be salty in my school that needs really, really help. (laughs) Right. right. Because they Yes, exactly. And then salty will actually say it to the person they're jealous of. Mm -hmm. For instance, this girl came up to me and said she was jealous of me because I have a better life than her. But I told her that she don't know what's behind those doors. Like, when I get home, she don't know what's behind those doors. But she just knows when I come to school, I always smile. But she never knows what happens after I close the door inside my house. You so right. Because I'm a happy person, but she thinks I have no problems. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow, that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. So, yeah, Queen of Fee is on. I'm on. I'm on point then. <laughs> Y'all heard my little sister said. Then see, that's the problem because you we never think that our children need to talk about jealousy. Like, come on, parents. Come on, parents. Get out of your own self. Get out your own way. Get out your children's way. Yes, jealousy is a real freaking word for our young people. As a matter of fact, it's very real for our young people. And if our sister is 11 years old, that means she's in elementary school having some little girl come up to her and say, I'm jealous of you because you're always happy. Are you serious, parents? Are you serious? This is real talk. This is why we need to support our children, our young people, and having them understand and identify with the hard topic, see, like the warning signs of an abusive personality or and or those bullying warning signs, okay? So we cover jealousy, we cover isolation, and I want to also cover threatening balance, okay? So when you're threatening to do, some, do something to someone, you know, you making threats to do something 
to harm somebody else, okay? And threat means an expression of intention to inflict evil, injury, or damage, okay? And so if someone is coming up to you threatening you, I want to fight you at 3 o'clock or I'm going to smack you in your face or um, I'm going I'm to um, take your money I'm going to beat you up if you don't give me your money, you know, or give me your phone before I punch you in your face. Yeah, this is all of the things that our little children, our young people are battling with in these schools, um, next-door neighbor, in our families. You know, you got, you got particular family members who are jealous of one another, who isolate each other's feelings, and who threaten violence because we don't do what they want us to do or we don't say what they want us to say. So if we don't say what our friend, what our best friend want us to say, then he or she starts threatening us and then starts saying, I don't want to be your friend no more. I don't want to talk to you no more because I told you to do something and you didn't do it or I threatened you, you know, and, you thought I was playing about the threat. You see what I mean? So threatening to do harm to somebody is inappropriate as well. It's a warning sign because we shouldn't be making no threats to cause um, other people evil because, like our sister said, that little girl who came up to her don't know what's going on behind her closed door. And see, if you if you if you dealing with a bully situation, then you have some of the victims that are so scared of the threat. They are so scared of the threat that they bring knives to school, or you know, they bring particular objects to school to try to defend themselves, and and then they end up getting in trouble. You see what I mean? But because they've been getting threatened the whole time, and they're not sure what to do with the threat. And heck, at our dinner table, we don't even talk about the word threat. So if I'm getting threatened, I wouldn't even know what it feels like. I wouldn't even know how to stand the feelings of being threatened because we don't even talk about threat at our dinner table. Come on now, parents. If you're not talking about these words with your children and the family, then rest assured when your children and the family go out there into the world, wherever y'all headed to, direction y'all going, when y'all see a threat, you're not going to know what to do. You're not going to know what to do because if somebody come up to you threatening to kill you, you're not even going to know how to talk that person down and how to say what's necessary in that moment to have the person not hurt you or not hit you or not cause you bodily harm anymore. That's a warning sign. That's a warning sign if your child is making threats to other people or threatening to do another child or, or you as the parent bodily harm. That is a warning sign of an abusive personality. We must, 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 must take it seriously. And we must be having our dinner table conversations at home around the hard topics and around the hard words. The words that we don't feel like can save our life. Come on now, if we know that a threat is coming, or a, someone poses a threat to us, then our brains can analyze 
how we need to handle the threat because we instantly know that that person is trying to do us evil, cause us injury, cause us bodily harm. See, and so the brain is going to take the next appropriate steps to try to prevent that from happening. But if you don't talk about threat at your dinner table, if you don't talk about jealousy at your dinner table, you don't talk about isolation at your dinner table, then you're not going to know what to do when these words show faith. And I don't care. You, if you're in elementary school, if you're in middle school, if you're in high school, if you're in college, I don't care. You're going to be threatened on all those levels. So how are you going to deal with threat, being threatened by somebody? Or you may call somebody, you may threaten somebody. How are you going to deal with that? And we're talking about dealing with the word threat. If you know the word, then you can deal with them. You can deal with them when they show up in the world, when they show up in your life. If you know your words, you can deal with them when they show up in your life. Because the brain has the dictionary meaning of the words, as opposed to explicitive and ebonic. Like, you know, those things are only going to make the situation escalate out of control and somebody's going to get stabbed or hurt. We've had a number of young people who have been getting, according to what I've been hearing, they've been trying to break up fights, okay? And as far as I know right now, two students have been killed behind trying to break up a fight, okay? That's not always the best decision either because once that threat is alive, once you can see that threat, you need to be trying to figure out a way to escape the threat, not try to break the threat up. You don't jump in there and try to break the threat up. You escape the threat because you know, in fact, this can cause evil or cause bodily harm. Once you have escaped into safety for yourself, then you can call 911, okay, and report what is going on. Hopefully, by the time you get to running from the threat, you on the phone with 911 letting know I've been threatened or, you know, somebody is fighting or you know, some, something bad is happening out here, and we need y'all on point. You're not supposed to jump up and get in between a threat. That's not the proper response. The proper response is identifying that that threat is meant to cause you evil. It is meant to do injury to you, which means kill or beat you badly or break an arm, break a leg on you, block an eye on you. Okay, it's meant to cause you damage. It can cause you um, uh, property damage where, you know, the person's windows get busted or your, your balcony door get busted out. You know, we got little children around here punching holes in the walls all because they can't identify with the word threat. All because we don't talk about the warning signs of an abusive person or we don't bring into our dinner table the hard topics, those hard words that our brains need to identify and know what they mean so that when we go out into the world in the highways and byways, we know how to deal with a threat. We know how to deal with feelings of isolation. We know how to deal with feelings of jealousy. Okay? Uh, so that's going to end our session in the classroom today. Uh, I do hope something here was said to help you, you know, just, just kind of open your eyes up a little bit more about having this transparent conversation because this is the other side. This is, there's the victim side and there's also the abuser side. 
there's the bully side, and there's also the person who's being bullied. Okay, so we need to come full circle with all of that and understand the words that go along with that behavior. Because we're going to experience it all of our life. As long as we're here on earth, we're going to be, somebody's going to threaten us. Somebody's going to be jealous of us. Somebody's going, I wish I could just make the world a better place and get everybody here and talk to them all at one time. But it don't happen like that. About how important it is that we identify with the abuser side education, whether you are the bully or the person being bullied. See, this is a way for us to come full circle in this conversation with our children, with our family, and with our community. Okay, you don't play with a threat. Do not play with a threat. You seek uh, ways to get to flee to flee from a threat. Okay. Uh, so again, I do hope something has been said or done here to help you here in the classroom tonight. I always get a pleasure of having our young people chime in with us because folks just think I'm crazy. <laughs> They just think I'm talking out the side of my neck, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But I know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know exactly what our children are experiencing, the other side, the bully side, the person who is the bully. You know, we need to know that side, the person that is the bully. We need to know that side. We need to know those behaviors that come with that. And we need to teach our children that side so they can identify with the words and the behavior that comes with the warning sign. Okay? So I'm glad that we had classroom tonight. I thank everybody for chiming in and listening in tonight. If you know somebody who's going through something, of course, you know, you can always reach out to Queen of Fee. I only take serious inquiries only, 202-821-8933. Uh, this is a side of education that the Violence Against Women Act needs to take into consideration. Uh, when we're talking about ending domestic violence, I'm subject to do you want to end domestic violence? Because if you do want to end it, we're going to need to be talking about the abuser side. We're going to need to be talking about the bully side of it, okay, in our household, you know, in the community. We're going to need to be talking about this side of it. How about we just host a panel with all the bully, the people, the um, the, the the person who's the bully come out, you know, and, and and share with us why they bully, you know. That'd be a good summit. But see, nobody's going to go looking for the bully because they don't think uh, that this conversation is necessary enough to look for bullies to come out and tell their story. Where I feel like it's necessary, I know it's necessary, and I know the cycle is not going to end until we start incorporating the bullies into this conversation, until we start incorporating the abusers into this conversation. And remember that a bully or an abuser can be a female or a male, an elementary school child, a middle school child, an adult, a high school adult child, you want to call it, or in adulthood, college student, that bully and or that abuser can be anybody. That's why we need to know 
the warning sign. All the way across the board. We need to come full circle with this dinner table conversation, with this education that we learned here tonight. Okay? So, again, if you know somebody who's going through it, they can reach out to Queen of Fee personally, 202-821-8933. Also, you can, of course, call the National Hotline for Domestic Violence, 1-800-799-SAFE. Uh, the other thing is, you know, suicide is really, really heavy. It, 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 it has never stopped. Uh, it continues to be an issue for America and for the households that are in America. Suicide continues to be a, uh, an option uh, to, to help cure self from the dangers of verbal abuse, you know, because verbal abuse, those words will drive you to kill yourself. The words that we mentioned here today will drive you to kill yourself and or they will drive you to kill somebody else. Or you can have two people that just is dead in a situation, you know, that have gotten out of control, altogether out of control. So, you know, suicide continues to be an option for our young people, you know. Um, and, of course, we have you know, our older, our baby boomers that, young adults too, that commit suicide, you know, trying to flee those words that we discussed here tonight, trying to flee that pain of words that is following them and attacking them, you know, those negative thoughts that have consumed them. So if you know somebody or if it's you could be, you know, thinking about suicide, reach out to one 800 273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Reach out there. You don't have to go the suicide route. You know, it's so much, you know, education out here and advocacy that can help us with uh, suicide, preventing suicide, and just making sure that we're having that dinner table conversation at our house and actually bringing the literature to our house so our young people can see okay, this is what I need to do when I'm feeling a certain kind of way, you know. Um, it's always good to have that suicide number on your refrigerator, you know, for the children and let them know, hey, this is our house. We can talk about anything, you know. And here are our helplines for any one of us that is going through something and we need a little bit more. We just need a little bit more. Here are the hotlines. Or if one of your friends or you know somebody, you know, you have the hotlines here that are on the refrigerator that our children, you know, can, can start being a help to their own peers, you know, who's feeling suicidal. Okay, so I love you. I want to thank all of our students, who, again, who was in the classroom tonight. Tell somebody, uh-uh-uh, domestic violence with Mentitag and go in peace. And love, my brothers and sisters, go in peace and love. Thank you for chiming in tonight.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.